This episode of podcast is brought to you by Living Under a Bridge, scaring children and asking them to solve a riddle before they pass. Nice. <laughs> you mean pass like dead or like... like- <laughs> Like they have, before you die, you have to solve this riddle. Before you pass away. Otherwise, you are eternal. I also really like the idea of saying that. Like, they have passed. Like, yeah. Oh. They're, they're, they're dead. <laughs> they're down under, is what I like to say. Mm. All right, Zach, bring us home. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast where... We might be dead. We might. Oh, oh. we're a bit of a cinema. Yeah. At this point, yeah. um, and we are here to talk about is cinema dead, and I think that's an interesting topic because, like, at this point in 2023, movies have become in a strange place. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's funny because it's like I also had watched like. I was watching, uh, it's not a recommendation, but maybe at some point, there's this YouTuber that I really like called Papa Meat. Papa uh, Meat? Yeah. M-E-A-T? <laughs> M-E-A-T. Okay. Um, so he's he makes like a lot of like animation stuff of like weird, creepy shit that I like, um, but he also does like a lot of like movie review type things. Okay. Um, and there was a video that he did where it was um, him kind of like rating and showcasing like trailers of like a bunch of movies that are coming out this year and as i was watching it i was like wow i am really not interested in like 95 percent of these movies that are coming out yeah and it dawned on me where it's like that's a problem Mm -hmm. that's an issue where it's like like 10 years ago i probably would have been cited for like 95% 95% of the movies coming out. Yeah. And now it's completely flipped. Mm-hmm. And I think like it all stems too from like, I'm sure you've looked at it too, but there was like an interview with Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah. I'm I'm very familiar with Martin Scorsese's stance on the current yes. uh, stance of what cinema is. Well, right yeah. Now. Cause you, you take that whole thing of like the Marvel movies aren't cinema thing, but like he, he did say that like cinema is, um, cinema is in danger of becoming extinct yeah and i think that's also where it stems from too where it's like this is a topic that needs to be kind of talked about tarantino also said kind of like the same thing too tarantino has pretty much said that he, th- he believes that right now we are literally in like the worst yeah um, the dark de- ages yeah, of film yeah like since whatever like the the fucking 80s you know <laughs> so to do this i kind of like broke it down into like like three separate things for like how it could be dead and then basically like two things of how it could not be dead okay um so three things of like how it could be dead is quality the platforms that it's on which we kind of touched on a little bit when it came to like uh is streaming like killing cinema yeah which if you haven't seen that's on our previous channel (laughs) so check that out (laughs) um and then interest yeah the 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 personal interest of us. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about quality. Quality is first up. Quality has not been the best as of late, and that was where I started to notice a lot from like the Papa Meat channel, like of that episode, where it's like, it's a lot of what's coming out right now is like sequels, reboots, like renewals of like. Uh, existing things. ips because yeah, the, the, the simple thing is that um 
studios have realized that that is what's making money, right? Yeah. That is what is bringing in the biggest dollars. Mm-hmm. So original content, original original films and original stories are not because people don't have anything to base it off of, right? Exactly. So you have you have an existing property like a Star Wars that can all that is a franchise that mm-hmm. has toys and lunch boxes and, and backpacks Legos. and Legos. Legos is a big which, one, which is a toy. Well, yes, um, but if you get <laughs> Legos, then you've become something, right? Uh, and not only does it have toys, it has theme parks and mm-hmm. and and all of these things that it can generate millions and billions of dollars. Yeah, it's very marketable, and that's like the issue with it. Yeah, and that is my biggest issue with with where we're at right now is sort of the Disney-ification of what's going on because mm-hmm. Disney owns like Marvel and, you know, Star Wars and all of that. And I just want to kind of harp back to, I don't know if you're familiar with what happened with Tarantino with The Hateful Eight um, and Disney, but Mm-mm. essentially this is where my biggest issue is with what's going on is that Disney when when they release a new marvel film everything gets saturated mm-hmm. with screenings they screen it like a billion times in every theater during every single time slot and the more the more that um the more screens that a marvel film takes over mm-hmm. the less screens there are for smaller films yes indie stuff right so tarantino back when the hateful eight was coming out mm-hmm. during christmas time they were going to release it in this place called, like, I think it's called, like, the Cinema Dome, mm-hmm. which is, like, owned by Arclight, which is, like, in California. And uh, they had a deal with, Arclight had a deal with Disney and with The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. And it was, hey, um, okay, we are going to show Star Wars, whatever, whichever one it was at that time. We yeah. are going to show it until this day. And then after that day, it's going to go over to The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. And then Disney came over and was like, hey... No. We want it longer. We want it for the entire month of whatever, December mm-hmm. all the way into January. Yeah. And the arc like people were like, Yeah, we can't do that because we have this deal with Quentin Tarantino yeah. and the Hateful Eight and you know, we have to show his movie. And they're like, Yeah, you know what? If you do honor that contract that you have with the Hateful Eight, we will never allow you to show any Star Wars film this one included and anything in the future at not only in this theater but any theater that you own any arc light theater throughout the rest of california oh my god so what could they do i mean disney is the one of the biggest yeah. names ever that is going to generate so much money for the theater that they they have to they yeah. have to do it yeah because that that's the fucked up thing where it's like your hands are tied because it's like if you decide no you lose out on like a good 70% of your profit yeah and that's not good business, mm-hmm. right? So that's my issue with mm-hmm. what's going on right now because everything that is being released that that um, uh, uh, studios are throwing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars at yeah. are these existing properties, and you're not giving these these more um, uh, story driven like narrative pieces any budgets, right? I mean, we, we're looking at it now, and I mean. A, a good example is what M. Night Shyamalan just released with The Knock at the Cabin yes. with uh, Dave Bautista yes. and whoever else is in that movie, right? Like, <laughs> it's mainly just you, Bautista. I, I, think, I think it was Universal. I think that's a Universal joint. Mm-hmm. And they 
were like, oh, we're going to make it for like 20 million, right? And like that's pretty low cost when it comes to yeah. movies, right? Um, because they, I would imagine that they were taking like the Blumhouse kind of like uh, theory of like, hey, we're just going to fucking churn out movies and we're going to make them for a couple million and then they're yeah. going to, and then they're going to flip a few million and then we're going to get a profit and we can just keep this train rolling, right? Exactly. It's like that's where we're at right now, which mm-hmm. is small budget movies that can eke out a profit, you know. A, a handsome profit for the budget, yeah, and then and then we can like keep this thing going because we're not getting these ninety million dollar movies anymore because the Northman, Robert Eggers, the Northman is a great example of it, yes. which is that you know it was made for about ninety, I think it brought in like seventy, so they lost like twenty million dollars on that, mm-hmm. right? And not to say that it was a bad film, I think it's a very very good movie yeah. actually, but nobody knows it nobody it's an original thing right so like and then when you have fucking ant-man or whatever right you have (laughs) dr strange whatever like in theaters at the same time as the northman and ant-man is taking over three quarters of the theater times and all the time slots then you're not being able to get the Northmen and all these like smaller movies to actually give them a real proper chance at making a profit. So then the studios go, "Hey, it didn't make any money. Cut it down. We're exactly. not. We're not. We're not doing ninety yeah, million dollars movies anymore. We're only anymore. shooting it for like two weeks instead of like a month." Yeah, and like that's the thing too, where it's like, I remember. I don't know about you. There was like this weird sweet spot like a couple of years ago. Like anytime you would go to a movie theater. It would be like the trailers leading up to the movie that you're going to see would kind of be in like that same genre. Yeah. So it's like if you're seeing a horror movie, they're going to show you horror, horror like yeah. trailers. If like you're going to a comedy, they're going to show you a couple of comedy trailers. And like it seems like now it's like they'll do that for the most part, but then they'll still sneak in like a Disney, like a Star Wars or a Marvel film in there. Yeah. And then that just kind of like becomes this whole thing of again, it's like this marketing of like this big budget. And that leads me to where it's like there's this oversaturation of genres. Yeah. With the quality of films. Like every single movie feels like it's just that's their genre. Like action It's a superhero movie. Yeah, like superhero movies, that's just the superhero trope. Yeah. Like I might get heat for it. I don't care. John Wick as an action movie is not a good movie. <laughs> like, like I, honestly, they're very not. They're actually really not that good. They're not like, like Keanu. I'm sorry, but like, it's like, Keanu's okay. He's but fine like, in it, but like, like the the actual like choreography and the action is pretty cool. But yeah. like, dude, watch that first one. It's corny as fuck. It is, and that that's the thing is like, it's just these action films that like are just like the story is nothing. It's just action for the sake of action films. Yeah, like like the last like. When you remember older, like, action films, and, like, maybe I'll show my age here, but, like, you know, back in my day, when you had stuff like Commando and, like, Terminator and, well, like... you also... <laughs> but those are, like, 80... Like, that, that well, you yeah, weren't that's around 80. for those. <laughs> You're well, going to show I your age. Around. You, were, you weren't even born yet. I was around <laughs> for them. Okay, but, like, still, like, those were, like, like original action ideas. Yeah, but like, those... Yeah, I, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm wondering where you're going with this. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, like, I don't know, they were they were original ideas. Like, they weren't like part of a franchise just yet. Like, yeah. like the original Predator, right, is like a fun action movie with a story to tell, with comedy and gore. Okay, before it became like a franchise, right, and it kind of just became like this numbing thing of like, oh, 
the names on it so like we can just do whatever we want with it yeah that sort of thing like there is no originality which you kind of like brought up already to it Mm -hmm. so that was like a big issue um i also noticed a lot like with the oversaturation like again like looking at what's coming out this year a lot of it is horror which i'm not particularly mad about because like horror is like kind of like my bread and butter of genre but it's again that quality of horror like you look at like what we got coming out right now like there's evil dead rise which like i'm partially excited for but the reason why you're excited for it is because it's because an existing the name IP. yeah because the name of evil dead is attached to it right that's the thing like if it was an original thing i probably wouldn't be as interested in for it there's like another one with like russell crowe being like a priest but he's like an exorcist okay i don't which, really how many times have we seen that exactly um <laughs> so it's an exorcism movie which million you, of those yeah you have a horror movie about dorothy from the wizard of oz but they named it her last name which i don't remember it's like it's something with a g it's like gerwin like gertrude something like that okay which like they've never ever ever mentioned her last name so like how the fuck would we know it yeah but like it falls in, like, that remake category of, like, do I need a horror version of that? Right. And then, like, how we kind of talked off camera of, like, the Winnie the Pooh blood and honey. Yeah, it's like, that was... Yeah. If, it's, you, if you haven't seen that trailer, watch that trailer. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. It, <laughs> it just becomes, like, this thing where it's, like, I guess in a sense it's original because you're making it a horror movie, but it's... Still an existing IP. Yeah, you're still creating something. Like you're you're still just using something that's already been created to make this. Yeah, and like that's the reason why that movie is going to make money or it already has, right? We looked at we looked up the the budget in the box office, right? It was made for like a hundred grand, eked in like two million. Exactly. And because of the name because of, of the name of like oh people are going to want to watch this because they grew up with Winnie the Pooh right mm. so even if it's not even if it's a shit movie that doesn't matter because people are going to be like the nostalgia effect that and like they're just going to be curious as to like oh my god like it's Winnie the Pooh and now it's horror like mm-hmm. it's a decent business model like from from a money making standpoint yeah absolutely but like let's be honest like this isn't going to win any awards like and that's maybe not the point of it yeah and like i'm okay with blockbuster movies like like i was saying right and i'm okay with just like popcorn flicks Mm -hmm. right because not everything should be like it not everything is being made to the fact of like oh this should win an oscar yeah and like that's fine and i'm i don't i like to think that i'm pretty middle ground when it comes to watching films like i can i I definitely gravitate more towards, like, independent, story-driven, character-driven films. But, like, I don't think lesser of people that love Marvel films Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It's just a different type of film. You told me I'm hot garbage the other day. (laughs) I did not say that. (laughs) Um, So, like, that's kind of, you know, where, where I stand with it. But let's be honest. Like, the simple fact is that even though these Marvel films are getting, you know, be, they're being made for $250 million. If you want to talk about quality, like, dude, some of these movies that are being released and they're like, yeah, no, just just push them out. Like, they don't look good. Like, the CGI no. looks like, wow, that should have maybe taken another few passes over. And, yeah. like, the stories are just, like, not that good anymore. And it's like, man, what are we doing here? I mean, it's just one like they're just pumping out like multiple a year and it's like maybe you should hit the brakes on it a little bit and like 
actually write something that's decent yeah and, and not overwork your fucking people and just be like okay hey you know we, we, we need the cgi because dude dude you look at some of these fucking these trail like the trailer alone you're like that doesn't look very good yeah and that's always been like the problem with me with like like marvel like I, i'm i'm a i'm a big marvel fan i i was like a huge fan like for seeing like all the movies and everything and then it was like and this can kind of like gateway into like the platform issue where it's like you know when disney plus came out and they were like oh, okay like we're releasing like all these like specific movies and tv shows for disney plus only and then it becomes like it was always this cool thing with Marvel where it's like, you know, everything kind of like leads into another. Like you have to watch this movie to kind of get what's going on in this movie. Yeah. And that's great. That's fine because like that's a, a really cool tactic where it's like you can get your your audience involved with like, okay, they need to watch this to understand like the final thing. Like, yeah. like you can't understand what happens in Infinity Wars if you didn't watch Civil War. It's like I get that. But like this oversaturation of like the tv shows is like i just can't keep up and like if i don't if i'm not interested really in one then do right. i just miss out to the point where it's like i i just i can't keep up so like i just haven't watched anything marvel in like a good two years <laughs> yeah like i i watched like the show loki and i watched like the show of um moon knight but other than and the werewolf by night like right, little yeah. mini thing but like other than that i can't keep up with everything yeah and that's what leads into like the platform issue where it's like you know i don't i don't necessarily think that like covid like in 2020 was like the like the full-on reason for it but i think it was kind of like creaking the door open of pandora's box from it where it's like because we now have all these like streaming services nobody really wants to go to the theater anymore and that was like a big thing back in the day was like you know and it's funny because like i talked to you about like watching babylon and it's like like how theaters used to be is like getting dressed up and like like going to a matinee and like going to see like a picture it felt more like an event yeah and then like as we were kids like going to the theaters was like a nice treat like oh like you know it's a friday night let's go to like pizza hut and get like a slice and then go over to the movie theaters to catch it at like seven yeah and now it's like oh we can just watch a movie whenever yeah and, and that's not like obviously you have to have like some progression because it's like you should be able to access more things like easier as like time progresses, but like it's just lost that like feeling of going to the theaters. Yeah, it's but it's there's kind of like two sides to it because you have to look at like streaming is sort of horrible, but also amazing. Yeah. Like I sit there and I think about how you know if you get a handful of movie subscriptions or a uh, 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 streaming services uh, subscriptions. You have so much access to really good movies. Yes. Like, you you have access to a lot of garbage yes, as well. But you have access to a lot of right. good stuff. And, like, you, you think about, like, back in the 50s and the 60s, it's like, oh, like, they didn't have this type of access, right? Like, they did not have... They kind of had to rely on what? They, they had the movie theater and they had that cable tv yeah that's what that's what they and had. like you'd have to look through like the movie guide to see like oh what's playing at like seven yeah exactly and like now you can sort of curate it yourself right and you can be like okay no i want to watch really like good movies so you can find amazing films like we, we, there's there's so much access to it where 
it almost feels overbearing but i mean if you're really into like art house films like you can find everything every art house yeah. film that you ever want is at you know the tips of your fingers exactly like between like netflix hulu even tubi i'll put that in there tubi's great tubi's awesome uh-huh. um peacock hbo max like yeah. amazon YouTube. prime youtube like, everything because youtube has movies on there now right it's like there's so many options to watch so much yeah like if one platform doesn't have it another one does yeah and like it definitely i'm not gonna say that i don't know like for me personally going to the theater mm-hmm is a better experience yeah. than watching it at home. It is because like it's just the atmosphere around. Especially it. if you go to like a good theater. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to, you know, a chain theater like an AMC, then maybe it's not the best because, you know, you have whatever teenagers in there on their cell phones and people talking, whatever. But like if you go to like a more independent theater, which I think you should be doing anyway, um, most of the time you're not going to get somebody in the theater that's like you know, doesn't care about yeah. the, the, the movie or doesn't care about the audience behind them, right? Like, they are always going to be pretty much pretty good and everyone's there to watch the movie. Um, so I always, you know, you, you're, you get, you're getting louder sound, probably a better picture quality, it's bigger, everything is just better. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think watching a movie at home is necessarily a bad thing no. either. It just... It's it's just that thing where it's like you have more distractions than in a movie theater. Right, like you're way more prone to pull up your cell phone and yeah. start scrolling on, on your social medias because you're just at home and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, which I try to minimize as much as I can when yeah. I'm actually watching a movie if I am at home. Yeah, like I, I, I do it. Like there are points in the movies where it's like, for like a minute, I'll like check something. Yeah, but like half the time, it's also me checking like who's that actor? I've seen them before. Yeah, I do. So, I do a lot of that too. Yeah. I'm like on IMDb, like who is this? What have they, yeah. they been in? Yeah, I, I've seen them. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like same thing. Like, uh, and it's kind of weird too because it's like I I saw like this study done by like Wolf Street where it's like in the U.S. since like 2002, ticket sales have declined from one point one point fifty eight billion to. 224 million yeah in 2020 yeah so that's a significant drop mm-hmm. and it, it kind of shows because like again i don't think that like covid was the catalyst for it right but i think like it definitely kind of put that nail in the coffin especially too when you look at things like hbo max that now has it where it's like you like same day theater like it's it's now on hbo max yeah it's like and we kind of talked about it in the streaming thing where it's like, it's kind of this thing where it's like, if it's free on HBO Max the same day it comes out, why am I going to drive waste gas to go to the theater, pay expensive money for popcorn and a soda, and then also spend 20 bucks for a ticket when I can just watch it for free at home? Right. So it, it's kind of annoying with that. And then finally, like, the the other point that I have is, like, interest. Like, nothing is making me interested nowadays yeah i mean yeah it's it's definitely tough it's tough to find the movies that you and i are personally more interested in yes because if you're you're interested in marvel films and like that's like what you love then like you're fine right like you you're, you're totally great and like that's that's great for you but like for us i remember i was i don't remember what movie it was but there was a movie that was coming out um that was like 
more independent. It had Colin Farrell in it. Oh, is um, it the um the Banshee of Inisherin? No, 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 no. It was the one I think it it was the one that got released like the same year as the Batman. And oh, yeah. I can't remember what it what the hell it was called, but like I could not find any theater around us locally that was playing it. Mm-hmm. And then I did find a theater, but it was like 38 miles away. And I'm like, I'm not going to yeah, drive not <laughs> an hour and some change. Like, like it's just, that's just too much mm-hmm. to go out and do this. So it's like the movies that I'm personally interested in most of the time are very, very difficult to find. And since they are like more low budget for whatever, you know, these, these studios aren't like, promoting them as much yeah. which is also frustrating because what's the point why don't as you as a studio you still put two million dollars down like mm-hmm. you want to make your money back don't you like yeah. you should be promoting the shit out of these movies like any movie that you I, you know i stand in the position of it and i guess it's different for like these massive huge studios that have so much money but like i stand in the like in the in the in the um in the line that if you're if you're a studio and you are making a movie and you put your and you're putting your money down, then you should promote it and you should stand by it and you should like release it and want want it to be as successful as possible instead of being like, hey, yeah, we made this small movie, but then we also have this this like this massive Matrix movie coming out, like mm-hmm. like uh, you should promote them, like, yeah, the like same. promote them both, like yeah. <laughs> push both of them for SummerSlam, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like that is very annoying for me. Yeah, like that's the big thing where it's like that the interest like besides like a couple of like actors and like directors that like have piqued my interest that i'm like looking to see like what they come out with like bay is afraid is probably like one of the only things that i'm actually looking forward to this year and that's because it's by ari Ari aster Aster, and it because it's starring joaquin phoenix yeah like that's pretty much it (laughs) there's definitely a lot of movies i think that are that are coming out that are more in like that line of like independent but it, it they're just they're way more difficult to find yeah and then that's the other thing too where it's like there's nothing more disappointing in my opinion than like a film that like you've been looking forward to and then you watch it and like it's just not it's not for you it's not the one that you thought it was gonna be yeah like i remember like i think last year or two years ago we were talking about it where it's like um I'm thinking of ending things. Like, I watched the trailer, and I was like, man, this is, like, really, really cool. And then right around the same time was, like, the movie uh, The Devil All the Time mm-hmm. with, like, Robert Pattinson and Tom Holland. And I'm like, oh, they're in more of, like, a serious role. Like, this is going to be awesome. And, like, both movies just flopped for me. Yeah. Like, I watched both, and I was like, man, I can't catch a break. <laughs> so it, it's really annoying where it's, like, you can't, like, even the movies that you are interested in for, you're kind of, like, walking on eggshells because of the last two things of like platform and quality of like what could this entail yeah however though i think also like in a renaissance at the same time we are (laughs) like it's it's the weirdest thing because again like this kind of brings into the point where it's like cinema might not be dead is because cinema is subjective like what you like is not what i like what we like is not what other people might like so it's like even though you have like all these things that like we've just talked about there is the fact that it's like there's at least going to be something out there for everybody yeah there's going to be something like like skinamarink was for us it's not for everybody yeah but the fact that's like a movie like skinamarink even Even exists even exists and got a a proper theatrical release and actually made money Mm -hmm. like 
that means something. That's a that's a win. Yeah. Like you look at like like Brendan Fraser, who like Darren Aronofsky got to do the whale. And like watching that film, like I don't think it's perfect, but I think it's a very good film. Yeah. And for him to kind of basically be like, haha, take that to winning best lead actor for an Oscar, which good for him. Yeah. Deserving. Um, again, it kind of shows that like there's something like there's something going on right now where it's like, even if you know you get, it's like a needle in a haystack. Like you get like ten thousand like shitty films that come out. You get that one, and it just makes it all. It, worth it, it. makes <laughs> it all worthwhile. Where it's like, okay, I did get to see this. I went to go see this movie in theaters. Yeah, and it meant something. It had like this effect on me. Like. Like, the amount of times that you've talked about where it's, like, the memory that you have of seeing this movie because you went to the theaters to see it. Yeah. It's the, it's the best feeling ever. Um, I guess the thing for me is also that while, yes, there are all of these, you know, big blockbuster movies coming out, we are also in a time where, like, some of the most experimental and mm-hmm. strangest and bizarre and, like, head-churning fucking movies are being made like yeah. think about men yeah like the men? fact that men was made and released mm-hmm. and like we saw ten... a man give birth to himself eight times yes. like that's insane 10 years ago this would have never been released in theaters yeah and like or i look at um cronenberg's infinity pool yeah like or even like possessor possessor infinity like all of these movies are so interesting and weird and like the fact that they are still being made Mm -hmm. gives me hope like it really truly gives me proper hope that like we are not we are not dead yet it yeah i my answer to the question of is cinema dead is no yes it's my answer is it's changing and it has changed Mm -hmm. over the past like decade yeah like the past decade or two it has changed dramatically, but I don't believe that it's dead. I don't think that it ever will be dead, but it's going to be harder and f- more difficult to find mm-hmm. the stuff that we're kind of talking about, right? Like movies that we really like. And that's okay. Yeah. Because there's something about that that sort of makes it feel almost more precious. Yeah. Right? Like there's like a smaller community around it. And there's something that is kind of beautiful about that. Like that you can, every, everybody's seen the latest Ant-Man, but maybe not everybody's seen infinity pool. And then you meet somebody that's seen infinity pool. And like, there's like this moment of like, Oh my God, you saw that? Like, we need to talk about this. Like, what were your thoughts on it? Like, does anybody really have like these crazy um, elaborate conversations about fucking Ant-Man? Like, no, (laughs) probably not. I mean, maybe, but not really. Mm -hmm. Like, but, like, to sit there and watch, like, this super heady, cerebral movie that's like, oh, my God. Or, like, you look at fucking what Panos Cosmatos is mm-hmm. doing. You're like, or oh, even, Mandy. Like, like let's talk about Mandy. Yeah. like Or you, even, like, the, the movie that we just did, The Square. Like, yeah. I would have never heard about The Square <laughs> if we didn't do this. Yeah. But, like, it's something. It's something different. It's yeah. something, like, obscure that is, like, willing to be. It's It has a message and it's willing to be something that people talk about. Yes. And that's the thing where it's, like, for me... As long as a director writes something down, as long as he picks up a camera, as long as somebody goes to see it, cinema isn't dead. Yeah. 
There you go. <laughs> we kind of just lowballed you for a half an hour of like, oh, this is all the shit about it, but like, no, it's not dead. It's not dead, and I don't again, and I don't think it ever will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but not until like this Earth changed, becomes crust, which is might happen next year. <laughs> you know what? Well, maybe we'll pump something out good in the meantime. Yeah. Um, great, Zach. You have a recommendation? I do. Um, I've started cooking. Proper. Kind of, yeah, actually. So, like, in my household, like, we finally decided that, like, you know, because there's six of us living here, like, it it, it would work out best where it's, it's like... you, your wife, and your four children. Yes. And then my your six dogs. other children yes. from a previous <laughs> marriage. <laughs> and then my four underground children from the mutation era. Yes. Um, no, so there's, there's six of us. There's my mom, my dad, my brother, his wife, me, and my fiancé, and... It just got to the point where it's like you guys. Do you guys do that? Good night, Jess. Good night. Oh, and we're all. It's like what is that? Good night, Billy Bob. Good night. (laughs) Well, we're all wearing like the same matching like pajamas and hat, and we just like turn on the lights. Like good night. Good night. Good night, Billy Joe. Uh, no, I, I I oftentimes fall asleep before anybody else. Okay. Um, but so we we basically decided like, hey, this is like a better time than ever. We need to do it where it's like everybody has like a specific day and they're like cooking dinner and it's like the person that doesn't cook dinner then you have to like clean up and like do the dishes and everything like that um but the person that does then like you know you're like you're just cooking like you can relax. you're responsible for feeding yes feeding and i've never been a person that cooks i don't know how to cook really um but but and and my fiance just will will say that I'm not doing it well, but that's fine. I'm learning still. Um, I, I think the idea of like actually cooking for yourself is like very important, and like it's getting me in this this mind frame of like, oh, like you know, I have to actually think like plan it out of like what what stuff do I need to make the dinner? What do I want to make? Like the time frame of like when I should start cooking, so then that way everything is like hot and ready at the same time. Yeah. Um so for me like that's that's become like a really cool thing where it's like I'm now exploring a little bit. Like again, I I I've never really been a cooker. I don't know how to cook a really. Cook. A cook. Um but like looking up different recipes and like seeing different options, it's kind of become like this open world of like, oh, I could make anything. Like I think like um in the next couple of days I'm going to make like Mongolian beef and broccoli mm. and it's like I've never done that before yeah. but I'm going to give it a shot yeah. and maybe it's shit but at least then I can learn like okay what did what I didn't mess work up on? about it yeah. yeah yeah I love cooking cooking is like one of my favorite things yeah so I recommendation is cooking like trying it out like if you don't know how to cook like just literally look it up like just look either either look up like buy a book yeah <laughs> why don't you go buy a book <laughs> um but yeah like recipes like looking them up online like just seeing what other people like there's plenty of fucking cooking shows there's so many like, food there's so much food content out there exactly like just and they'll tell you how to make it right so it's like for me that's kind of just cool where it's like i can i can now look and be like okay i can actually cook nice i'll never be like the bear or like gordon ramsay no but um but you might scream at your wife like gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> it's frozen <laughs> um all right great zach what movie are we doing what is this face what is this face what movie are we doing we next? are going to be doing now that we just talked about like everything weird with cinema right now uh we are going to be doing perhaps the best cult classic ever wow what a what a claim we're doing rocky horror picture show 
I've never seen it. I know. I'm excited <laughs> for you to see it. Okay. It is a musical, so go into that mindset. Okay. That's but, fine. Um, I think you're going to like it. All right. Rocky Horror. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>